Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, NFL Cutdown Day. And the Arizona Cardinals not officially tanking, unofficially tanking. We'll talk about that coming up. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day. That's forthcoming. And uh, if you're watching on Peacock, thank you for downloading the app, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, in nearly 400 cities in America carrying this program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler is sitting by. Also, our email address uh, address is uh, dp uh, at danpatrick.com. And our Twitter handle, at dpshow. All right, Seton, what are you going to have today for me as far as poll questions for the first hour? I'm going to give you this poll question, Dan, and then I think you can set up the story. All right. Security at sporting events. Mm. When fans run onto the field... Should security absolutely level them and not take any chances? Or should they be a little more measured and then address real issues accordingly? Okay. Uh, there was a situation involving Ronald Acuna Jr. That's and the it, story I was getting at. You get nailed it. And it sounded like this last night. Got a commotion out in right field where a fan has run on the field. And Huck, oh, Ronald Acuna, now Acuna goes down. And his teammates are racing to his aid. But I don't know that there's going to be any need for that because security has grabbed that person and pinned him on the ground. It might be more than one. I couldn't tell if they went out there looking to hug Ronald or attack Ronald. Well, they had their arms around him. I know that. One guy's fighting to get away, and they may have to tie him down. Goodness, this is a mess. They're carrying this guy off, and he is fighting them every inch of the way, heading toward the bullpens. Now they get him down. They're going to need to cuff that guy. 
Okay, so it's a road game in Colorado, and uh, Cunha Jr. is not quite sure as you see these fans coming on the field. Are they uh, friendly fire? Are they coming there to uh, say hello? Are they going to hug? Are they drunk? Are they all the above? And then security uh, took them down, took them out. I, I think in a situation like that, to be fair to the security people, if somebody comes on the field, they've, they've entered an area where they shouldn't be. Therefore, you have to abide by our rules. And our rules are we're going to take you down and take you out. Um, now, you can say if Morgana, the kissing bandit, if you're old enough to remember, when she ran onto the field and she would go uh, to Nolan Ryan on the mound and give him a kiss, that's a lot different. You knew she was going to do it. It was staged. But you're seeing these players. Remember the White Sox game where the first base coach got roughed up by a dad and his son jumped onto the field there. I think you got to assume that person is not out there for uh, friendly fire, just to say hello. If they're coming out there, then they have to realize you're in, in our field of play, and you're going to abide by our rules. Yes, Tom? Yeah, you have to assume the worst-case scenario, because if for some reason you didn't act right away or knock this person down in those few extra seconds, was the difference this person's got a weapon on him or something? How is everyone going to feel, and how does everyone react? If, why didn't you immediately take this guy down? What are you just kind of mulling around trying to wait and see what this person does? Yes, Seaton. But, don't, you know, I rem- it makes me think of one time years and years and years ago the Danettes went out to film a bit. And we went to a local hardware store and we tried to film something very, very quickly. And then security came out and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And we're like, all right. Yeah. Like we didn't get clearance to do it, but we just wanted to do it. But the guy wasn't like stopping us for branding reasons. He actually said to us, hey, man, post 9-11, you never know. Okay. So post 9-11, you're right. I'm sure that people are targeting a hardware store in Milford, Connecticut, uh, I guess technically it's something to worry about, but not in reality. You know what I mean? Like just because something can happen doesn't mean that you have to treat everything with the utmost severity. Yes, Pauline? It, I, I got a clip of the Acuna play, and it's it's in the away fans. The fan who runs on from the from, from onto the field, he doesn't feel threatening. He's got like a, he's smiling, and Acuna kind of like, like is nervous. And then the guy wants a selfie, and Acuna puts his arm around him like, I'll get this for you because it's an uncomfortable situation. The first security guard is barreling out, and he has to, like, grab the guy while he's in an embrace with Acuna, which makes it even more weird. And as the other security guys get there, they're they're getting physical with him, but, you know, they're grabbing by the leg, they're grabbing by the other thing. Another fan runs, and Acuna doesn't see him. He gets on his back, and they all tumble over together. Now you've got, like, six guys on the ground. These guys look friendly and not... Uh, threatening, but it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell for these guys. Yeah, I don't think you can sit there in the moment and go, uh, I think I think he's, he's, he means he's, he's friendly. He uh, just wants a selfie. You don't want to encourage people, hey, I know you're just out there to get a selfie. So the next person who comes out to get a selfie, then you're going to go, okay, get the selfie, hurry up, and then we'll escort you off. I, I just think you have to establish boundaries there that just say, nope, nope. If you come out, we're going to put you on the ground uh, because we do not know who you are. And you shouldn't be out here in the first place because Acuna has no idea what's going on. No idea. And, and, and if you have your back to the fans or at least one and you're going, I don't know what he's doing out here. Uh, I, I think you got to be fair to the security people because that's their job. Security. Now, do you take somebody out who's, you know, blind, you know, clothesline tackle and stuff? I know 
Sometimes it doesn't call for that. But in a situation like this, I would take him down and take him out. Yes, Tom. I think you've given up certain rights. Once you were stupid enough to climb, okay, if you're inebriated or whatever, you climb over that wall and you go on the field where you're not supposed to, you're already breaking the law. So I have no problem when you see these guys take somebody out unless they're showing off their prowess or their muscle and they're doing it for some other reason to see how they can knock someone over. You just Those precious few seconds could be the difference in a player getting hurt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Seaton. The Internet is loaded with videos of people running up to, like, Ronaldo and Messi, right? And they all get a selfie. They all get the picture. That they're, they're like, okay, just chill out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are two players who are infinitely more famous than Ronald Acuna Jr., but I mean, by just an, a global scale, they're massively more famous and they're able to handle it uh, with a certain amount of grace. Yeah, Paulie. I think that's got to be the toughest thing for a security person. If you see an 11 year old versus a 22 year old. Nah, deck him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, you don't know what that kid's got. But like you see 11 year old, you see the security guard put their arm out, but then the kid's 11 and he's got tears. But then you see a guy and he's a grown man. You got to treat him differently. And these security guards, who knows what policy it is team by team. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if there's a somebody who works security at a, at a stadium, they could let us know. Are there are different rules in different stadiums, or is it sort of a universal? Somebody goes on the field, then you know you bring him to the ground. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you. Uh, if you remember Mike Curtis, who played for the Colts, somebody came on the field and he just leveled them with a tackle, <laughs> leveled them. Uh, I'm not saying that every moment should be like that. I think it's you got to judge who's coming on the field and uh, what are they doing? What are they carrying? Are they saying anything? Because we, we've seen people just run on the field just to run onto the field. Now, that's another one where they're not running up to a player. They just want to be seen. If you just want to be seen when you're running onto the field, I'm sorry. I have to take you out. How about we let streakers streak only if they're fully naked? Because these partial naked streakers are the worst. You, they're not committing at all. Hmm. Mm. Go full streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Seaton. That's I've told you before about my buddy Greg growing up who uh, had would run out at Yankee games yeah. and he was banned from the stadium. Yeah. And he did it, one, because he, I think, wanted the attention. But he loved just the thought of how long can I stay out there and can I hit a security guard? Like, okay. he wanted the confrontation of, like... Uh, of with the security it had nothing to do with like the game or anything like that he was a massive yankee fan but he wanted how long can i avoid them and then can we scrap a little bit but how can you be a massive yankee fan if you're willing to disrupt the game and you want to take a shot at a security guard at yankee stadium hey look i'm not saying i can explain the thought process (laughs) i'm just saying that was my understanding of this fellow (laughs) yeah uh i was with a friend i was with a friend and it was, we had moved down at Riverfront Stadium. So we were up in the red seats. We had moved down to the blue, and it was like seventh or eighth inning. And I remember him saying to me, maybe, maybe I should just run out. How much would you give me to run out on the field? And I remember going, uh, I, I didn't think in the moment where I'm going, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I don't know, 50 bucks? He goes, you swear, 50? And I'm going, Oh my! And then he was getting ready to jump and go out on the field. And then he did. And he goes, no, no, I can't get arrested. Because he, he was going to college. He goes, I can't get arrested. And I said, oh, okay. And in the moment, you're not even thinking. Obviously, with a couple of beers in you. Yes, Todd? I don't see a big difference between we think it's cute and it's a bowl game and everyone's having a good time. But that's like, how much would you give me to break into this person's house? Or let me steal this jewelry from the... Uh, well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
You're, you're breaking the law. Once you jump over the wall. I, I, there's, I know, but you break the law when you run a stop sign. If, you know, like it's not the same as somebody breaking into your house. I also think a kid should be knocked over just as hard as an adult. So that's why you know, you, I heard there was something on the news a while ago that an elementary school kid shot his teacher. So I don't care if you're eight or you're 88. You do something that stupid, you should be taken out. 88 would be awesome. 88, I, I don't think you have to that take them out. That would be incredible. I, I, I fell out there just trying to get the first thing. That's what you get. Here's another broken hip. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I want to get a selfie with you. I'm an advocate for these things. Did take the 88-year-old oh. out? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the older or younger, the better. The more hilarious. Like car- cardigan <laughs> buttons flying in the air. Yeah. Go viral. Think of all the likes and the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> the likes and the clicks. By the way, this program brought to you by PXG, the uh, Gen 6 Driver Challenge. Make sure you take that. Uh, if it doesn't deliver more distance or tighter dispersion than your driver, we will give you $100. Uh, join the Gen 6 Driver Challenge at pxg.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. All right. We'll get phone calls coming up on this topic. Uh, NFL final cutdown day. And the Cardinals going into the season without Colt McCoy. He was supposed to be the starting quarterback. Granted, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's not going to win you a lot of games. Might not lose games. He might not just be able to win games for you. And uh, they brought in Josh Dobbs from Cleveland. They also have uh, a rookie quarterback on the roster as well. Is he a Division three or Division two? I think he's Division five. Division? No, he's not Division five. Uh, his uh, so Josh Dobbs and then Colt McCoy and. The other quarterback is... Clayton Toon? Clayton Toon. T-Bone. Clayton Toon. Sounds like a country star. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton Toon. Uh, so they're going into the season with those. Those are their quarterbacks. Josh Dobbs is a serviceable quarterback. Uh, but Colt McCoy was going to be the starter. And they cut him. Now... You have to decide today if Kyler Murray is going to be on the roster. If Kyler Murray is not on the roster today, he can't come back. The earliest he can come back is week five for the Cardinals. They would love to have the first two picks in the draft, their pick and the Houston Texans. They can't control what happens with the Texans, obviously, but they can control what's happening with their roster. And the Kyler Murray situation certainly is interesting. Albert Breer will join us coming up a little bit later on to talk about that. But certainly seems like the Cardinals are tanking uh, a lot more fallout from the Cowboys bringing in Trey Lance. Now, Mike McCarthy said he had done his due diligence. He was scouting Trey Lance before they made the trade because Jerry Jones said that he did not confer with Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. Stat of the day, as always, brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at... 
that he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know what's interesting? Revisionist history. When Russell Wilson was successful, how many owners came out and said, you know, we were going to take him. We were going to draft him. And now you're getting this with Jalen Hurts. Jerry Jones just said, oh, you know, we were thinking of taking him. Okay. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter, and he joins us on the program. Let's give Albert the poll question for hour two there, Seton O'Connor. Hour two poll, uh, poll question, Dan. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals are tanking and hope we didn't notice, tanking and don't care if we notice, or not tanking at all and they're trying to win. All right, let me start with that question for you, Albert. I don't think they care that we know that they're tanking because – I think like it's actually just the right thing to do, stripping that roster down. And I, I mean, look, like all you have to do is look at like what they had the last few years under Cliff Kingsbury, guys like AJ Green and JJ Watt and Rodney Hudson, who you know were great players in their time, but were well past their prime. They were like leaning on these guys, you know. So I mean, I understand like you know like the idea like oh they're tanking for Caleb Williams or Drake May, and there's merit to the idea of that of course, but. You know, I, like I, I sort of look at this like, what else did you want them to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not like they had this option where they were close and it's like, yeah, let's go after it. I mean, the right thing to do here was to strip the thing down and 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 really hit reset and start over. And I think that was like apparent. It was blatantly apparent in the way that they handled the draft. You know, I think Monty Austin, their GM, did a good job of 
moving up and down to get the guy they wanted in Paris Johnson and pick up another another first round pick for next year. Um, and now they're positioned well for the future, but it's not like anybody else would have come in there and done anything different. Like this was always going to be a total rebuild. It's just where that roster was at. Okay. What do you do with Kyler Murray? If he's not active today, then he's not coming back to at least week five. And his motivation would be to win games. So you're mm-hmm. not getting Caleb Williams and the ownership might be, you know, contrasting that, that they want to lose games. So something's, you know, there's going to be a head-on collision here, I would think. Yeah, you know, it's hard because there's all kinds of injury guarantees in his contract, and the injury guarantees run through 2025. And if you look at it, like, I mean, you know, good for Kyler because this thing gives him protection every step of the way. He's got over $35 million fully guaranteed next year. The year after that, there's – almost $30 million that becomes guaranteed fully guaranteed in March. So essentially the, 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 the Cardinals have to make a decision on $30 million of Kyler's Murray for 2025 about what, seven months from now, you know? So you're talking then about like what would be Caleb Williams or Drake May's second year in the league. And you'd be carrying like that $30 million number on your books if you don't offload him by March. So I I think certainly this is a critical year for Kyler Murray and he's protected financially. But I mean, if you go down the line on this and you look at it, I mean, there's going to be a decision point that's going to come and one way or the other, it's going to be costly for the Cardinals to keep Kyler Murray. It's going to be costly for the, for the Cardinals to get rid of Kyler Murray. And, um, is he you know, I, I think you can give it, Kyler and his agent a lot of credit for rattling cages like they did last year because now he is protected six ways from Sunday no matter what the Cardinals do. Would he be tradable if he's healthy? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just they ran such a unique offense the last three years under Cliff Kingsbury. And, look, what Drew Petzing, their offensive coordinator, is going to bring in um, you know, under Jonathan Gannon is completely different. And I mean, to, in fairness to Kyler, my understanding is Kyler has been really engaged as far as learning it, because what Cliff had him doing the last three years was sort of a continuation of the offense. He ran for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And then the, 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 the offense he ran before that in high school, even when he ran for Kevin Sumlin at, at Texas A&M all those years ago. Um, so this was, the most this has been the most significant schematic change that Kyler Murray's gone through in maybe his entire football life. And so he's engaged in that. And I do think like for Kyler playing this year and showing that he can run a version of the, the Shanahan offense with Drew Petson coming there from Cleveland would certainly make him more marketable as a player and would help the Cardinals as far as like convincing somebody else to take on this contract. Now, would they have to eat some money? Probably. Um, but I, I think that that's like a key part to this because again, we've only seen him in sort of an air raid type of system and we don't know what he would look like in a more conventional system or what 90% of the rest of the NFL runs. So having that context is going to be important, which I think makes for Kyler, for the Cardinals, for everybody, it important, you know, getting to see what he looks like in that sort of offense when we get to October, November, December, whenever he's ready to come back. Why did the Cowboys trade for Trey Lance? 
Well, number one, Jerry's always had a fascination with these things. And if you look at the history of it, it really is interesting, um, Dan. Like, I, you remember when Jerry, like, went and brought in all these baseball players? <laughs> you know, it's like Quincy Carter and Drew Henson and Chad Hutchinson. And, <laughs> you know, he kept taking swings on guys who were highly regarded but had gone to play minor league baseball. Um, Jerry has always, I think, sort of had a fascination with, like, how can I find the next guy? And is there a rock that I can turn over? Um, is there a way that I can find my next version of Tony Romo or Dak Prescott? And so even when he's had a quarterback he likes in the roster, he's gone about doing that. And I think that's part of what this is because they had a high grade on Trey Lance. You know, I think to some degree you feel like you're acquiring a, a distressed asset here mm -hmm. and you got to pay $5 million next year in 2024 to do it. But there is some logic there that it's never a bad investment to take a swing at that position because it can wind up being worth a lot more to you. And if Trey Lance develops nicely under Mike McCarthy and then has a good preseason next year, maybe you can recoup the pick. Um, so that part of it, I, you know, that that's part of it. If you want to be a little more cynical about it, you can also look at like what this might mean for Dak Prescott and how contentious the last contract negotiation got and how he's going to be going into a contract year in 2024 and how they have to take care of this at some point, you know, and so to me, like that part of it is at least interesting. Like, where do we go from here? And could Trey Lance eventually be a leverage point for the Cowboys against Dak Prescott and contract negotiations? Hmm. That's what I'm looking at here. And I think that that part of it makes this really, really fascinating going forward, um, especially if the Cowboys have a new head coach in 2024. But, you know, Trey Lance isn't better than Cooper Rush. Yeah. Well, but that's why you're not, but you're not acquiring him for depth. You're acquiring him because you think he can become more than that. You know what I mean? Like you're not acquiring him so he can fill in for Dak Prescott in week five. If, if Dak gets nicked up. So why are you, why are you bringing him in? You're bringing him in because you think he's got upside to be more than that. And you think that maybe he got caught in, you know, bad circumstance in San Francisco and you're acquiring that distressed asset and you think you can make him into something. And if you can make him into something, maybe he can give you some leverage in that contract negotiation oh, okay. against Dak. Yeah. That's sort of where they stand. But he's got to learn a whole new offense. He didn't get a chance to play. He's not going to get a chance to play in Dallas. And like, how do you work him into getting any action when he's not? And better? that's the problem. See, that would be the argument I would make, Dan, like, is that like what everybody in San Francisco would tell you, he needs to play. And that's one of the reasons why the Niners can't, can't like, like really like felt like it wasn't right for them right now because they don't have an environment that he can play in. And the whole thing in San Francisco was, we need to get him snaps. And if you talk to people in that building last August, what they would tell you, like point blank, and this is before the Jimmy renegotiation, when he was off on the side practice field, they would have told you then, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Trey Lance right now. But we believe if we can feed Trey game reps, that by December or January, we'll have a better quarterback than Trey Lance, and then we'll be set up for the future. And we'll be able to expand Kyle Shanahan's offense and do more than we've ever done. Yeah. Now, then Trey Lance gets hurt. And, you know, they were willing to go through the ups and downs and everything else that comes with developing a young quarterback. But Trey Lance gets hurt, and then Jimmy comes in. Jimmy plays fine. Jimmy gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in, and he shows that he can run Kyle Shanahan's offense like, say, they would have envisioned Mac Jones running their offense. So now you're looking at it, and you're saying, can we put another year in peril 
to run an offense that doesn't work for everybody, that works for Trey Lance, and take our lumps and go through our ups and downs in Trey Lance, especially now when he's lost confidence or lost some confidence, like, is that fair to Trent Williams? Is that fair to Fred Warner? Is that fair to Nick Bosa? No. They're they're in a championship window. They can't afford to throw a year overboard or risk throwing a year overboard in the name of quarterback development. So they couldn't afford him the snaps. He's only played 21 games since high school. Since two, and that's 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 the last you know five and a half years. So, but it's the same situation with Dallas because he's going into a team that's right, a and that's, Super Bowl and contender, and and that's the hard part. That's the hard part. And like, and it's like, if you aren't, if you haven't invested three first round picks in a guy like San Francisco did, who's going to be willing to go through the bumps, the ups, the downs? Like, that's where you're between a rock and a hard place. If you're Trey Lance, you need the game reps. But without having somebody who's that invested in you, who's going to give them to you? I thought Minnesota would have been a great spot for him. Right. But would he have gotten the reps there? I don't know, but I think he's got a better chance of getting reps there than he does in Dallas because Jerry Jerry is on the doorstep. I mean, he's desperate to win a Super Bowl, and you can't just say to Trey Lance, go in there when Cooper Rush is better than him if Dak happens to play poorly or uh, gets hurt. Right. It's a... uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it's just, I mean, like, then that's the thing is like, it's a unique situation in that, like, this is a guy who just has not seen enough. And Brock Purdy was the opposite of that, by the way. Like, Brock Purdy had something like 14 or 1500 attempts in college, you know? Are you Trey all Lance in on Brock Purdy? Balls in college, are huh? you, are you all in on Brock Purdy? I'm, I'm all in on the Niners roster, and I don't think Brock Purdy <laughs> needs to be a superhero to make it work. That's I mean, not like, a yes. I like look like I do I think Brock Purdy Brock Purdy got them to the NFC title game last year and then he got hurt. Okay. And like I just look at they're not asking Brock Purdy to be a superhero. Now what's going to be fascinating about this is do you believe now Dan that we're in an environment where Joe Flacco couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore. Eli Manning couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore. A second-year Russell Wilson couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore, let alone like Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer winning a Super Bowl. Do you believe that? Do you need Mahomes? Do you need Allen? Because there used to be a time where if you were good enough around the quarterback, you could win. You could beat the team with great quarterbacks. But because of the environment, the game, the way the games went, gone, the rules, all that different stuff, like can you not do that anymore? To me, the Niners are going to be a good – test of that because I do think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Do I think like if they had equal rosters that he could beat Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? No. Do I think he might be able to make it through the NFC? Sure. Like I think he might be able to make it through the NFC, you know? Um, so I, I think it's going to be a fascinating experiment, you know, and I think he's got a chance. Like they feel like I, I'll just tell you this in San Francisco, they feel like, he can give them what Mac Jones would have given them if they had taken Mac Jones third of overall. And Mac Jones was a serious consideration for them at third with a third overall pick. And that's what sort of saves them here. Now, can Brock Purdy carry a team? I think that's a different question. Well, it's like Jalen Hurts. He's got a yeah. great roster. But if Jalen Hurts, you know, played in Houston, people would say, oh, that guy is kind of interesting there. It's If he played in Kansas City, could he have taken that Kansas City team to a Super Bowl? Probably not, right? I, I don't know. It's it's I, I tell people about where you get drafted. And sometimes the later you get drafted at that position, the better off you are because you get a little time. There's not as much pressure. Trey Lance couldn't live up to that pressure. I get that. But Dak Prescott, hey, you're a third or fourth round pick or Russell Wilson, you're a third round pick. 
it, it, you know, Brady, it allows you to kind of absorb and then be able when you get your moment to produce. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is great. I know he's on a great team. I know he had an unbelievable Super Bowl. Well, and even the great, even like the guys who become great players, like there are very few quarterbacks that are good enough to overcome bad circumstances. To me, like that's why Andrew Luck is so underappreciated, right? Like look at what Andrew Luck walked into. They tore that roster down. You know, like after Bill Polian and, and, and Jim Caldwell were fired, they tore that roster down. And Andrew Luck made the playoffs as a rookie. And then made it around further in year two and around for year further, around for around further in year three. And then the injuries started to mount up because he didn't have a lot around him and he was getting beat up. And I just there are very few quarterbacks that can do that, you know? Yeah. And as great as Mahomes is, Mahomes went into an awesome circumstance. As great as Josh Allen is, Josh Allen went into an awesome circumstance, right? Like Burrow, I think you could argue Burrow was dealing with a little more like a little bit of more of an issue around him in his offensive line, but he had great play. He had great receivers to throw to, you know, it's rare that you find a quarterback that can overcome a bad circumstance. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. Like the chicken and egg thing yeah. is very, very real at the quarterback position. Jonathan Taylor get moved today. Yeah. I think that like part of this is going to come down to um, whether or not the Colts are willing to take a little less, like they don't have their price right now. They may get it, but they don't have their price right now. Um, and then, like where Jonathan Taylor's contract demands are now, I, I like I'd heard like that, but maybe between thirteen and fourteen million a year, and uh, forty million over the first three years of a deal could get it done. That seems reasonable to me. You know, the question is: Is somebody willing to do that and then give her away, say, like a second round pick and something else? Yeah. That's a lot, you know, and it's a lot at this point of the year. So I still think Miami's the team to watch. And what's interesting about Miami to me, Dan, is the reason why. Um, we know that offense, like, right, like Mike McDaniel running like the Mike Shanahan offense has been able to, I mean, I'm not saying you or I could run for a thousand yards in it, but that's probably not far off. Like if you look at the history going back 25 years to when Mike ran it in Denver, um, so we've always known that, like you can that 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 running game works almost regardless of who's back there carrying the ball. Uh, but I think Mike McDaniel saw what Christian McCaffrey was able to do in San Francisco last year, and I just sort of wonder if like there's that part of it for him where it's like he looks at what Kyle was able to do with a truly elite back and Christian McCaffrey, and is just sort of like I wonder what someone like that could do for me. And Jonathan Taylor would obviously be that for them, and. There's no question that over the last year or so, they've really taken their swings and going and getting Tyree Kill and going and getting Jalen Ramsey. So this would be along the lines of of how they've taken advantage of having a quarterback and Tua on a rookie contract. Always great to talk to you, Albert. Thank you for joining us again. All right, thanks, Dan. That's the Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer. We'll take a break. Got your phone calls coming up after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Dynasty the king. king. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst, 
and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Somebody who works at Wendy's must be a USC grad or really loves the Trojans. We had Reggie Bush who had a Wendy's commercial, and now Caleb Williams has a Wendy's commercial. That was like, whoa, all right. I like it. National TV, good for him. But uh, Caleb Williams with a uh, big-time commercial there. I've got the odds, DraftKings odds to have an undefeated season. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know why Georgia is not listed here. Yeah, because Georgia starts out with UT Martin and Ball State. They can get by those two. Okay. They don't play a ranked team until mid-November in Ole Miss and then Tennessee. Okay. The uh, next best odds to have an undefeated season is Michigan, and then followed by Ohio State. 
whichever one wins that game, I guess they're saying uh, they could go undefeated. Then it's Alabama, Clemson, and then USC. Oklahoma, Florida State, Texas, LSU, Penn State, and Oregon. In case you're um, a fan of all of college football, James Madison, the Dukes, have a great chance to go undefeated. Uh, So Michigan's in there. Alabama's in there. The Clemson Tigers going undefeated. Georgia Bulldogs. So those are uh, just some of the teams. Yeah, Paul. I I do have one issue. South Carolina plays North Carolina to open the season. I think it's 730 on uh, Saturday night, which is great. You know, nice little rivalry to start it. Neutral site. They're playing in Charlotte. Mm. You you guys are anti-neutral sites, aren't you? Yeah. I wonder if the fans like it because... You know, Charlotte's a good town, a lot of hotel rooms, social life. You could Both fans can go there, have a good time, but you lose a home game. You lose a home tailgate. Well, that's what Notre Dame had to be bought out of. That that was a home game against Navy, and then they go to Ireland. Ireland basically had to buy out everything. So the tickets and uh, concessions and parking, I guess there's one lump sum that they have to pay, and then whatever they can make on that. I mean, tourism, they, they killed on that. Yes, Marvin. Isn't Florida, Georgia usually a uh, neutral site game? Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah. So is that just a tradition now yeah. between other uh, Carolinas? I didn't know that, that uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, that the tradition is a neutral site. I don't think it's tradition. I think this might be one of those uh, one-offs. Like, you know, remember we said that saw the Alabama-Michigan game in Dallas Yeah. at one time? This might be a one-off. Well, they do that. I don't think they're taken away from those teams when they play that standalone game. I think they still get the requisite, you know, whatever, seven home games or something like that. But that one is a standalone game for college football. Yes, Eden. There is something to be said, though, about those, like, bigger games. Like, we saw the Alabama um, in Dallas. What's the game we saw? Michigan. Alabama-Michigan. Yeah. That's like two heavyweight titans sort of coming together. But there is something great about seeing college campuses. I agree. I, I mean, it's a neutral. That's one of the best parts. Yes, I agree. I, I love when you visit some other school and then they visit you. But a neutral site, uh, it loses the ambiance. Yes, Mark. To me, only for bowls. Like, I don't need some big, you know, Mercedes Benz and all that. Just go to, you know, whoever the home team is. And let's just play there. There's a bunch of small, there's like 20 neutral site games this year. They're mostly smaller schools, but then like Louisville versus Georgia Tech is in Atlanta. There's a Virginia-Tennessee game that's in Nashville, which is mm. cool. People like to go to Nashville, mm. almost probably too much. But there's, there's a bunch of neutral sites. You know, I, I had this uh, story that when it first came up, and we had mentioned it on the air, when Notre Dame was looking for their replacement for Brian Kelly, and John Gruden's name came up, and he was in the mix. And then John later took his name out of the mix. But I was told when uh, we were in Ireland, I followed up with uh, somebody. And I said, uh, uh, got any information on how close was John Gruden to getting the job at Notre Dame instead of Marcus Freeman? And I was told that there was one prominent person who was pushing for John Gruden to get the job. And I don't know if it was close or not. Because I do think those players rallied around Marcus Freeman. There's that video where he gets the job and his players are as excited and as emotional, if not more so than he was. But I was told that John Gruden was in the mix and uh, got it on good authority that, you know, they, they at least were. Because John grew up in South Bend. He was a ball boy there. 
think his father worked with the Fighting Irish, but going back there and maybe coaching there. Uh, but, uh, of course, stuff came out about John, and I don't know if he's going to get to coach again. But it was something that I was always curious about. You know, it's like those stories you hear where um, – and, and one of my sources uh, one time was Jerome Bettis because I said, how close was it that Urban Meyer was going to go to Notre Dame? And he said, very close. Urban wanted to get two players in. And uh, I think they did that for Lou Holtz. And then they weren't going to do that. So you're getting two players maybe on the border of, you know, getting in grades-wise or SAT scores. And Urban asked for two players to be able to get in. I guess the same thing that Lou Holtz had at Notre Dame. And they said no. And Urban Meyer left Utah and went right down to Gainesville. Or he would have been Notre Dame's uh, coach. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. I also have NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year odds. It's according to DraftKings. Who wants to guess? Leading candidate, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Marvin. I'm going to go Bryce Young. Paulie? I think it's overwhelming B. Sean Robinson. Todd? I was going to say Bryce, too. All right. Seton? Is the uh, dude for the Jets? Do they have a rookie uh, wide receiver, Garrett Wilson? Uh, He's second year. Is he uh, he's second year? Yeah. Um. Bijan Robinson is your uh, overwhelming pick for offensive right, rookie. Young. And then Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs. Ooh. Lions running back. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Alabama. Remember when that happened? When uh, one of my sources, who's a scout, says, um, hey, here's your guy. Here's, here's a Marshall Falk-like player. And that got my attention. He said, you know, I don't know how high he'll be drafted, but he's a first-round talent. And he's, he goes, he's a Jameer Gibbs. And I went, okay, keep an eye on that. And then all of a sudden, the Lions take Jameer Gibbs with, what, the 12th pick overall. And I'm going, okay, that's early. A lot earlier than I thought. But uh, this source said he had a really high grade on him. Loved him. And said, he, you know, he had Marshall Falk-like talent, which that's Hall of Fame talent. Um uh, Dennis in California. Hi, Dennis. What's on your mind today? Good morning, gentlemen. First off, I'm really surprised that Crappensburg State was not in the odds for going undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't do Division three schools, though, Dennis. So, so Crappensburg State is Division three. just so you know. So there's still a, there's still a hope. That's yeah. good. All right. Hey, uh, talking <laughs> about the revenue sharing, if I'm the head of Fox or CBS Sports, I'm taking a bunch of money to the schools, let's say in the Big 12, and saying, you guys used to get $5, 6000000 million to use for whatever player you want to bring in on NIL, and they just have to make a few radio spots and a television spot for us, and that way the networks start recruiting for the uh, conferences uh, that they're televising. That is a very interesting um, proposal. Because if it's all about TV, you want to have the stars on TV. You want to have them on your network week in and week out. Could Fox then go, uh, here's $5 million for this school or $3 million, whatever it is. We're going to let you go out and you can use it on one player and try to bring you know those kind of players in. Don't, don't start giving them ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. It is. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Fox is out there 
helping to bid for uh, schools in their conference that they're televising there. NBC, on behalf of Notre Dame, going to go out and, uh, you know, get somebody. A lot of good reaction to Sam Hartman yesterday, the Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was fun. Uh, He's a seasoned veteran at 24. But after Stetson Bennett, it's okay, right, to be 24? Hendon Hooker is, what, 25? Yeah. I think. Now, did he go to Minnesota? Hendon Hooker is in Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Maybe that's because somebody said, oh, you're saying they should have gone after Trey Lance. They have Hendon Hooker. Don't you like him? I go, oh, I do. Maybe I didn't like him enough to remember where he went to, but I do like Hendon Hooker. I think the Vikings just cut Nikhil Harry, too. Oh, they did. I think so. Yeah. God, that's one of those guys you watched and you went, man, he's going to be unbelievable. Like uh, Ayuk, when he was at Arizona State, yeah. I thought that guy is going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. He might be, but I, there's certain guys where you go, that guy is awesome. Like Tavon Austin, I thought he was going to. Oh, man. I thought you were going to plug in 100 catches. He should have been Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Exactly who he should have yeah, been. Yeah, I thought he was going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a superstar. Yes, Paul. The only bad news is we're at the end of the 25-year-old college quarterback run. I think we only have a year more of this. Because of that bonus COVID year yeah. that everyone took, Yeah, you know Sam Hartman and others, I think two years from now we're going to back to uh, 22-year-old seniors. 22, 23-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. The fact that Sam Hartman is 24 and <laughs> Trey Lance is 23, yeah. and Trey Lance has been in the NFL a couple of years. But I'm trying to get a grade on Sam Hartman because he's not a, a, a big guy. I don't know if he's got a big arm. I know he's a very good quarterback. But I, I didn't see what grades there were for him as far as being a first-round draft pick. And coming out next year where you have Caleb Williams and Drake May, and there's a few other quarterbacks where you're going to get at least three, maybe four first-round uh, picks that will be used on quarterbacks. Update the poll results if you can, Seton. Yeah, Dan, we've got up there right now, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are uh, tanking mm-hmm. this season and hope we don't notice, tanking this season and don't care if we notice, or uh, not tanking at all. They're trying to win right now. 74% of the audience, Dan, have them tanking and don't care. Arizona released Colt McCoy, so that leaves Josh Dobbs. They just got him. They just picked him up from uh, Cleveland Monday. And a fifth-round pick, Clayton Toon. Those are their options for week one. And they're not naming the starter. Dobbs started for the Titans two games last year at the end of the season. If Josh Dobbs starts for the Cardinals in week one, the average age of week one starting quarterbacks will be just under 28 years of age. The youngest for a season in an opener since 1957. Stat of the day, stat of the day, tap, tap. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 